2: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
0: You're in the place that I always wonder, like, who's up in there?
1: Uh, Believe me, I I also wonder, and now I know firsthand that it's me today, but only today. So I made it to the top.
0: Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making your way here, checking out the series. You know what to do if you uh, like what you hear. Hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. A great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones and know what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video version, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Carla Gugino. We're going to be talking about the new Netflix film, Gunpowder Milkshake. In fact, we hear all about making a visually fantastic film, incorporating famous authors into the story, and having Janis Joplin's version of Peace of My Heart soundtracking uh, one of her fight scenes in the movie. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House actress goes on to tell us about the, the music that influenced her early years, which includes, uh, get this, like The Cure, Oingo Boingo, Liz Phair, she drops some other names in there, uh, also recent favorites like Lana Del Rey and Courtney Barnett. She's also going to discuss the brilliance of David Bowie, the new Sparks documentary, and her friendship with Jenny Lewis, who she co-starred in, in a 1989's Troop Beverly Hills. This is such a fun conversation, and I am so excited and honored to be talking to her. It's Kyle Meredith with Carla Gugino.
1: I'm so happy to be talking to you, too. I, I really love what you guys do.
0: I love what you do and, and have for probably uh, from what it seems like the at least the majority of your uh, your film career <laughs> leading up to this new one with Gunpowder Milkshake, which I had so much fun watching last night. I mean, what a beautifully shot movie with just so many moments of, oh, my God, I can't believe that's how that person died over and over and
1: over. I know. I know. I know it is. It is. But it is a visual feast, which I think is also um noticeable, you know, because I think there's naturalism is wonderful and there's a lot of of room for that. And there's a lot of that being done, um, or things that have a lot of visual effects, but there are, it isn't that often that you get something that's super sumptuous visually. Um, that is just, you know, the, just, old-fashioned movie magic in that way.
0: When you get a script like that, I mean, is it explained to you like the movie is gonna look a certain way as well?
1: Well, you know, um interesting Navot, who is our our illustrious writer and director, is wonderful, um, you know, he's from Israel and he his first movie, Big Bad Wolves, was there, there's sort of it's a country that genre movies don't necessarily usually come out of. And I think he was super influenced by Quentin and by Robert Rodriguez and people that I've either collaborated with or know really well. So there was a, an aesthetic that I think upon our first conversation, he sort of knew that I would get mm-hmm. and that we had a lot of cinematic references that were immediately made me understand what he was wanting to do with this. And even on a script level, and even you can tell from the the title, it's um, there was a sense already that it would be heightened. And that there would be sort of homages to um, wonderful filmmakers that precede him, um, but also that he had a really strong take of what he wanted to do. Um, and throughout shooting, it was that way. Um, you know, uh, he just has a really super strong visual sense, and and it's fun. It's fun to do a movie like this where, as you said, the action is is crazy, uh, and so that's that's fantastic and and super fun to do and to watch. Um, but also there is this, and I think part of it was kind of maybe who we cast in it as well. Um, there's like a real lineage and heart to these women um, in the midst of this sort of badass action movie. And I love that juxtaposition.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, everybody in this cast, you know, 100%,
1: 110%. Does that
0: change things? Like when you have this many notable actors on the screen all the time, like, does that change how you, like, cause I guess you've only got such a finite amount of time to establish a character against all these That's other characters. Over. Like, what did you want to do?
1: Yeah, no, it, it was interesting because I think uh, my challenge in particular and, and perhaps the challenge of, you know, uh, I mean, Angela Angela and Michelle and I was that in a relatively small amount of screen time, we had to establish a lot of relationship. Um, and, uh, and kind of the difference between these three women and and why they've been able to live together for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, and so I was really taken with Madeline. I was into the idea that, um, and I kind of like, you know, pitched it to Neville, like what if she is the one who is really, um, has this connection to the library and to literature and to books and to history in that way. And that maybe even she's sworn off of violence for a while. And it's not until there's a kid in the library that needs to be protected, that she will stop at nothing. Um, and so that was a really fun thing to play with this sort of slightly prim and proper idea. And then usually, as we know, it's the wallflowers that are, you know, there's a lot going on. The,
0: the no cussing rule once the kid is around is hilarious in yeah. place so well <laughs> on this. Uh, and, and and the famous authors i mean you, you're talking about the uh, the connection to the library i mean yeah. i was thinking you know it, this is not a kids movie per se <laughs> but right. um but yes. I think for some people like you know this this could be one of those gateways to learning about some of these like it's just an extra level that I think the movie gives you
1: well you know it's interesting because we we sort of found in the moment um uh i, I kind of Had the thought that I wanted her, like, not only should she have these books that are filled with, you know, kick-ass weapons, but also she needs something to read. And, uh, and that was something that Naval really grabbed onto and said, yes, we've got to do that. And it's funny because people have been really responding to that. And I think it is, it's those little things that you and I know, like when you're a kid and, you know, and again, like you said, this isn't really a kid's movie, but it's kind of a reminder for all of us, which, and granted, we know kids will be watching this movie like there um (laughs) if I was a kid I'd be watching this movie but um but you know it's it's uh it is that reminder that those little things make a difference you know um those things like you'll never forget like you'll be like oh I should just bring a book along on my next trip you know
0: the things you learn when you're not really paying attention when you don't know exactly they come (laughs) your way and and I'll tie that into because um the soundtrack you know there's some really like maybe your quintessential moment right the pivotal moment of your character here comes Janis Joplin yeah you know, perfectly soundtrack to this thing. I mean, what yeah. what a scene to play up against, you know, with, with know. a track like that.
1: I know. Well, it's cool because, you know, also, as we know, a movie's made three times. You know, it's the script form and then the filming of it and then the third, the editing and the post and and what can be made in that third movie is so huge. So to give me for a sequence that I already loved janice joplin <laughs> i'm like i mean I, you can't get a bigger gift than that you know yes. um it's funny how that is i mean music and i think it is appropriate to talk about because you are consequence of sound it's like it's such a um this show i did called jet is uh where i play a thief and it's uh it's just now streaming on hbo max they just it's just become available so it's become available to a much bigger audience which is super exciting because i love the show so much but um, but in that, there's a key sequence with Giancarlo Esposito and I with Nina Simone. And it's just, it feels a little bit like a cheat when you get to go, wow, I have this scene partner that is, you know, no longer with us, maybe even, but like, just giving everything so i feel to me music is music is the thing that gets you emotionally to a place faster than anything i mean i make a playlist for all my characters and um and and i think always as you know like if you pull the movie out of the music out of a sequence of a movie you could it's the difference between move being moved to tears or not you know incredible
0: yeah, I mean, over my my shoulder on this side, it's just a wall of well, mostly soundtracks.
1: I, I like- know, and I was just, I was just also thinking, like you know, like Bowie. I mean, just this guy. Because the amazing thing about Bowie to me, more, I mean, first of all, the obvious is just he's just the bat. There's no nobody who sure. can compare. But secondly that he was such a curator. He was such a curator for so many people. Like he would find people he loved novelists or artists or, and he would start talking about them or bringing attention to them. And I think that's things that, that's a great gift that artists can give to other artists and he always did that in such a generous and amazing way and then informed a lot of us about things i wouldn't have ever known about you know
0: so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Maybe Iggy would have done it on his own, but uh, I mean, he, you know, yeah. he saved Iggy's. I mean, and, and there's a lot of those that go through there, but I've done the same thing. I mean, with Bowie, with so many bands, you know, kind of oh. when you, when you search in the liner notes, I mean, that's when you totally. start opening up the world.
1: By the way, are you also just dying for your next concert? Like, to actually go see a concert? I've,
0: I, so I've been lucky to see just a couple around here in town. Um, yeah. We've we've started a few of them around here in town. But yeah, like, it's kicking in. Like, I'm I'm heading to see the, um, oh, gee. I mean, there's so many. I, I think I'm most excited about the uh, Atlantis Garbage Liz Fair tour because yeah, I know. Like, I'm, three in on. one.
1: That's, like, so amazing. And also, by the way, Wilco and Sleater Kinney are mm-hmm. together. Perfect. Like that's amazing.
0: Now you saw the Sparks movie, uh, yeah. Edgar Sparks movie recently. What did you think? I haven't seen it yeah. yet.
1: It's so good. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, uh, you know, I mean, they are so, so, so prolific. Um, and, uh, it was interesting because I'm a big fan of theirs and I'm also a fan of Edgar's. And, uh, um, so I knew that I was going to see it anyway. And the fact that then I got to be at the Alamo draft house, which is my favorite theater in the country in Austin was just sort of the icing on the cake. But, um, but what's really interesting about it is the two of the people that I went with didn't know Sparks at all. And the movie even works for them because I think what's so um, compelling about it is just Somehow the fact, the reminder that whatever your passion is, is the thing that's going to drive you through life much more so than any kind of recognition you get for that thing. And somehow they, maybe because of, you know, just who they were born as, or maybe because they have each other, or maybe because they're just insanely talented, they um, really stuck with their vision of things. And so to see, you know, and it's also for me, I mean, I've been acting since I was 13 and, you know, it's, it's huge majority of my life. And so it's cool to know that like, maybe the best is even yet to come, even though I've had a career that I love, it's like just to see them in this moment where they also, you know, just wrote um, Annette, is it? Right. Annette. Yeah. Annette, and you know, I mean, it's it's just it's just super exciting. So for me, it was, um, I was really moved. And then I was also like, all I'm playing at home is Sparks right now. Like it's just me and my boyfriend are just like, I'm like, we're got, we gotta get out of Sparks soon, but we're just <laughs> excited.
0: so. Uh, I've had him on my show a few times and, and there's so much fun to talk to and, and, and you know, lovely, it yeah. just kind of fits in, yeah, with the zone. I, I was I was looking through this too and you know, some of your stuff, like I, I should ask while we're on the subject, like being a Sparks fan, That's not for everybody, I will say, though, Sparks Music. What was your coming-of-age music? Like, what was it for you, that, when you look back, that really set it off?
1: You know, it's weird. I actually have it minor bizarre, like, kind of like my life. I I lived in a teepee with my mom and Big Sur, and I lived, like, in a house... In, you know, with a tennis court and went to Europe in the summers with my dad. It was like super discordant, but also awesome. And probably part of the reason that I, I chose the profession is I was either going to be schizophrenic or like an actor. Um, but um, so, so there was a lot of Cat Stevens, there was a lot of Neil Young, there was a lot of that kind of like 70s quote unquote, you know, hippie kind of. Um, and then I really got into later. Um, I was like the cure Oingo Boingo. Um, uh, and then there was, and then there was like, you know, then there's like the Liz fair sort of phase of, um, Mazzy star I got really into for a period of time. Um, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like, I I kind of do go across the, the gamut. Um, and, uh, and I kind of feel about music, the way that and you know, and and for example, like right now I think Lana Del Rey is actually in terms of pop music um, and popular pop music, just writing um, her lyrics are always so impressive to me. Um, I think she's so good. But I, I I tend to be the same way I am a little bit with movies is like if everybody likes it, somehow I'm I don't necessarily gravitate in that direction. I don't think it's a rebellious thing, but maybe it is deep down. Um, so I kind of I kind of always love like, even if it's not completely my thing, I love somebody doing their own thing. That's like kind of what turns me on in terms of art.
0: I think everything you've mentioned is probably also over my shoulder over here. So yeah. <laughs> you, you know, we, we, we can talk, we can, yeah, we're on the same oh, level on, yeah. on that right there. That's good. And, and we have a mutual friend. I don't know if she's still your friend, but Jenny Lewis, uh, you oh, know, yeah. who
2: yes. had,
0: had some your own history with there too. I'm she a big fan of there. So,
1: yeah. She is so good. We actually hadn't seen each other a while and we crossed paths at a very dear mutual friend's house, um, a few years ago in Austin, Texas. And, uh, I mean, she's just so good, you know, um, uh, Courtney Barnett is another person that right now I think is like killing it. Um, but Jenny, it's it's so fun to watch her. You know, she really did kind of just not wasn't interested in acting after we acted together uh, in uh, *True Beverly Hills so many years ago. And it's so cool when you see someone change, like pivot like that. And then you're like, oh, that's why, because you're this is your calling, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, it does make sense. I mean, for the roles that you've done. I mean, I, I was trying to put it labels, whatever, but uh, it's like enhanced reality always seems to be some part of what you do. I mean, whether it's, you know, in this new one with gunpowder milkshake, I mean, I loved even the haunting, you know, the haunting movies that's been on Netflix. I mean, just everything you've done, it does like, maybe it's the same thing you're saying for the music, but what draws you to this type of world, this cinematic world?
1: I know it is interesting that It's not that I I also love naturalism. Um, And I think funnily enough on stage, like on Broadway, I've done a lot of real classics and things that are um, so different, but there is something, it is true that I think there's something that I love about a heightened reality. And I think that in a strange way, so often through um, a more heightened genre, you can tell the truth without being too earnest. I don't know. It's a weird, um, it's, it is, it is an interesting thing. I think also because maybe because there's a magic to me in, in when I went into a movie theater for the first time uh, as a kid. And I don't think I ever really, cause I was a really cerebral kid. I don't think I really lost myself until I saw a movie. And then I was like, two hours later, I was like, who am I? And what, you know, what just happened? And I think that part of it um, maybe that's why I do sort of love the heightened nature of things. I don't know. It's a good question. And I don't really have a, an honest answer for it. Um, other than I guess you could say that I have done a lot of that material.
0: Well, I mean, it is, it's, it's so imaginative. I mean, yeah. uh, I guess that's why I've been a fan for so long. Um, all of my favorite actors are the ones I can trust to pick a good script.
1: Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, it's funny. It's like, I, I, I also think that from such a young age, I wanted to be, a uh, transformational actor i wasn't ever interested in and by the way i love watching the people who are movie stars who kind of play themselves in that way but i always wanted to sort of be like the character actor that maybe by default became a movie star but like not you know that wasn't the the place again like the thing that really like galvanizes me personally and uh but in, in doing so, I think it took like a solid 20 years for people to be super confused and be like, wait a minute, are the, the lesbian parole officer in Sin City, but the mom and spy kids and that, you know, like, how does this all work together? And uh, and then finally, it was like considered a body of work, right? which <laughs> I think only comes with age, <laughs> but I'll take it, you know. You stick uh, around
0: and that's eventually what happens. Then you exactly. get it. Yeah, no. Well, I, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, Carla, thank you so much for taking the time to, t- to talk about it. Uh, gunpowder milkshake is so much fun. And as you mentioned, Jet is now out there as well. Uh, that's my next thing. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I, I, saw, I watched the trailer yesterday and I was like, okay, Very so cool. this is what we're doing next.
1: Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I think based on our conversation, you will dig it.
0: Awesome. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Thank Have you so much time. for taking the time. It was great, it was great talking great
1: with you. Me
0: too. My thanks. Carla Gugino, the brand new Netflix film is called Gunpowder Milkshake. Thanks to you for checking out this podcast as well. Don't forget they hit that subscribe button again so you can keep up with all the brand new interviews that we put out every single week iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, or YouTube where you can find the video version of this interview right here. After that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All three of them at kyle meredith that does it for another edition i'm kyle meredith i'll see you next time
2: consequence podcast network
1: Very cool. I love, I'm a big Consequence of Sound fan.
2: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.